Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Friday, July 30th. Today on the show, Nashville SC tries to keep their unbeaten streak alive this weekend. Lots more observations from day number two at the Titans training camp, but a big piece of news about one of the big stars for the Tennessee Titans. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, a trusted name in Nashville home renovation and custom builds for over a decade. And you know how you become and build a really good business for more than 10 years in one market? By being trustworthy and standing by your work, doing high quality things for your clients and your customers. And that is what the Kingston Group does. BuildKG.com is the website. If you're looking to invest in your home, as we all should be, the Kingston Group is the name you need to remember. BuildKG.com is the website. Look at their work, look at their reputation, and then make your decision after talking with them. That's BuildKG.com. The stars have been shining at Titans camp thus far through just two days of practice. More on that in a second. Except for one big name. Bud Dupree signed a five-year, $82.5 million deal this offseason and is supposed to be the big fix for the Titans' pass rush woes over the last few seasons. But for that to happen, he will need to be you know, on the field. And now he is on two reserve lists just two days into camp. Quick reminder, he tore his ACL two-thirds of the way through the season last year and missed the final five games. So he was placed on the active PUP list ahead of training camp due to the injury and so has yet to practice in either of the Titans' first two days. But now he has another hurdle to clear before a doctor can even clear his knee to return to practice. The outside linebacker was placed on, that's right, you guessed it, the reserve COVID-19 list. The list is, of course, for players who have either tested positive or who have been placed into quarantine as a result of close contact with an infected individual. And here is where it gets super interesting, according to the NFL guidelines. If Dupree has received the COVID-19 vaccine, is fully inoculated, and is asymptomatic, he can come off the reserve COVID-19 list after two negative tests in a 24-hour span. If Dupree is unvaccinated and tested positive, he faces a 10-day mandatory isolation and can return once he's asymptomatic. If he's just an unvaccinated close contact, he will have to quarantine for at least five days. So Dupree now has to clear all COVID protocols first before then passing his physical in order to be cleared to practice. So the pass rush isn't quite fixed just yet. He is the second Titan to be impacted by the virus. Defensive back Chris Jones is the other player who landed on the reserve COVID-19 list already for the Titans. I could have sworn I was going to start the show today with football and not the pandemic. One day, guys. One day I'll get to do that, I swear. All right, are we ready for some camp observations from day two of Titans training camp? Well, Number one for me is the secondary. The number one thing I watched on day one was the secondary. I'm watching the secondary again, and two names stood out to me on day two, and really a continuation from day one. Rookie cornerback Elijah Molden, who is going to play in every single game, was excellent once again on one, in one-on-one -on -one drills and team drills. He just is such a heady player, knows exactly where he's supposed to be. He's not super speedy, but, man, he knows exactly what he's supposed to do. And Breon Borders was outstanding. I stood next to Coach McGinnis, and he broke down Breon Borders' game the entire time and was rep after rep after rep being thrown out there against the receivers every single time. And every single time, he was up to the challenge. He had a great day one and a great day two. 
all of the secondary, of course, has looked really good. Jackrabbit Jenkins looks good. Amani Hooker has, has looked very good. The secondary looks really good, and they don't even have first-round draft pick Caleb Farley even out there yet with Christian Fulton and, of course, Jenkins playing starting corner roles right now, getting all these reps. Depending on when Farley is back, it will make for a fascinating rotation in the secondary. Taylor Lewan was back out there bouncing around and yapping and running his mouth and having a good time, so good to see 77 back out on the field. The kicking competition was once again interesting this time as Tucker McCann missed uh, from 40 and 49. He was 3 for 5, and Blake Hobble also 3 for 5, missing from 37 and 49. Through two days of camp, again, take it for all that it's worth, I think Tucker McCann is the more consistent and more dependable player based on my eyeballs, but again, I'm not a football coach. Maybe this goes without saying because I'm so focused and so many younger players at position battles are getting lots of reps right now so that John Robinson can watch and evaluate all of them. But it probably goes without saying that the stars have looked very, very good. When you look at Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, the stars have looked every bit the part of, of their role, in particular on offense. Jeffrey Simmons has looked spectacular, as has Kevin Byard. So the veterans, the stars, they, they look really, really good. And I think that's, again... It can be overlooked because early in camp and for most of training camp, you're focused so heavily on the bottom 10 or 12 roster spots. Receivers 4, 5, and 6, cornerbacks 4, 5, and 6, you know, the third string offensive tackle. Like, you're focused so much on some of those position battles that you forget to just say, holy crap, A.J. Brown looks spectacular after two knee surgeries. So that can kind of get overlooked from time to time. I will say this, Mike Vrabel, not as pleased with day two of practice, not as tight, not as well executed. So, of course, I imagine his tempo and focus and maybe temper will be up as we get back onto the practice field over the weekend. Full pads again on Monday. Cannot wait for that. In what was a mere formality, the presidents and chancellors of the Southeastern Conference voted on Thursday unanimously to extend membership invitations to the University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas to join the SEC, effective July 1st, 2025, with competition set to begin that fall. Quote from Greg Sankey, today's unanimous vote is both a testament to the SEC's longstanding spirit of unity and mutual cooperation, as well as recognition of the outstanding legacies of academic and athletic excellence established by the universities of Oklahoma and Texas. Wait a second. SEC's longstanding spirit of unity and mutual cooperation. As long as you're in the club, not sure any of these maneuvers are good for college football or for rivalries or for the regionality and the charm of the sport, but I'll be damned if it's not good for all their bank accounts. And I'd be lying if I wasn't going to watch all the games too, so there's that to consider as well. Nashville SC will put its seven-game unbeaten streak on the line as the final game of the MLS weekend when they travel north of the border to Toronto at 6.30 p.m. on Sunday evening. The club enters the weekend still sitting in second place in the Eastern Conference table, and Toronto is in 11th place. But Nashville is on the road for just the fifth time all season. The boys in gold have the fewest losses, one, in the entire league, and of course that came on the road a month and a half ago against the New York Red Bulls. Since then, the offense has exploded as the team has scored 15 times in seven games since its only loss of the year. In fact, the current seven-match unbeaten streak began with a 3-2 win over, that's right, Toronto. On the season, however, Nashville SC is winless in four road tests, and if it wants to stay in a very heated race for seeding atop the Eastern Conference table, it will need to start collecting results on the road and not just draws. Sunday night against a relatively poor Toronto team is an opportunity. It's the first of three straight on the road next week that features 
number one New England on Wednesday. Eight of their next 11 and 13 of their final 19 matches will come away from the friendly confines of Nissan Stadium. With a huge test looming on Wednesday and still lots of moving pieces on the roster due to a variety of factors, it will be fascinating to see what sort of shape head coach Gary Smith deploys on Sunday evening. The 440, of course, is brought to you every single morning for free by our wonderful and amazing friends at the Kingston Group. Say thanks to the wonderful men and women over at the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. They are Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. And, of course, award-winning. How could we forget the award-winning part? Go to the website, buildkg.com. Check out their work. I don't need to say anything else. The work will speak for itself. That's buildkg.com. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. Please enjoy some soccer this weekend. Have a good time. Kick your heels up. Have a cocktail. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter, at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook. Again, please share the product. Tell one person about the show, any of the shows, on the 440 Sports Network. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Again, thank you for listening. This has been the 440 for Friday, July 30th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.